Welcome everybody to the Redskins Tweet Team podcast and this is episode number 13. Today I'm joined by my uh, good friend and colleague Maurice Hawkins, the founder of the Tweet Team and Lake Lewis, the uh, Washington NFL Team Insider TV analyst. Lake, welcome to the uh, podcast my friend, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate you guys having me no on. No problem, no problem at all. So uh, Lake, I'll come to you first buddy, I mean it's been a, it's been a it's been a hectic week again for uh, for us as an organisation, for us, I was going to say Redskins, Washington. I'm not even quite sure what I can call us nowadays. Um, what's your thoughts and what's what's gone on over the past week and what you've seen, what you've read, uh, everything? Obviously, you guys are over there in D.C. What's what's everyone saying over there? You know, it's just been, uh, you know, a, a sad situation, to say the least. Um, you know, this, this is an organisation that, for, for whatever reasons, and I think we all know that a lot of it starts at the top, it, they, they just can't get out the way of their own shadow. And every time they seem like they take, you know, a step forward, something follows it up where they take two, three, four steps backwards. And, you know, right now, this is disheartening, um, you know, not to get long-winded, but I, I had heard grumblings over the years of, you know, just, just bad behavior you know um in the building but one thing i do want to clarify for for the listeners for your fans you know listening in is that a lot of people think that the media who covers the team and i'm one of those members is is in the same building as you know you know the literally the organization and that's not the case uh, the media, we have our own room, which is more like a standalone building, standalone, you know, almost like a glorified building slash trailer almost. And that's where we are, you know, literally 80 percent of the time. You know, the other 20 percent is when we're out on the field or in the locker room. So we're not in the administrative offices where you see Dan Snyder. I, I mean, I've seen Dan Snyder out on the practice field, obviously. But I have never once in my life seen him walk through the main building. And that's because we only go in that main building to maybe pick up mail or 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 maybe, uh, you know, if there's like a, a major press conference where you have to go in the auditorium as opposed to where we have our normal daily press conferences. So I just wanted to clarify that because um, some people were under the impression that we should know these things that really were going on in there. We should have seen the good old boy atmosphere. No, we don't see that because we're not part of that. But we do have rumors that somehow filter back into our room. But they're rumors. You know, you, you can't act on rumors. Mm. Um, so I just, you know, but I have heard things over the years of, of bad conduct. You know, I was told things about bad conduct. Um you know, so it's an unfortunate situation, and this is something the organization has to rectify. No one should be subjugated to not being able to feel comfortable coming into work, whether it's an employee, uh, male or female, um, and or media or players. That, that should be an atmosphere that should be welcoming, not something where you try to get the heck out of there. Yeah, I mean, like you touched on it there. I mean, you mentioned it. Obviously, you've heard rumors and stuff over the years. Are you surprised that this has taken this long to come out? I. Uh, I would say yes. Um, I, I would say yes. You know, I never heard anything about the cheerleading stuff until the article, you know, I think that was pushed out with like two years ago. 
I had never known anything about any of that. Um, but I don't know any cheerleaders like that. I mean, I have people that follow me on social media, you follow them back, but as far as um, knowing them, I've only had one in any kind of a relationship. Um, as far as knowing someone, I've only known one cheerleader in my eight, nine years, and she's no longer with the team, um, you know, been gone for a, quite, quite some time. So with that, with that said, you know, those are just paths that we don't cross. We're there to cover X's and O's. And I like to think that the ones of us who, who are trying to do this the right way, as far as my media colleagues, that's where our nose is most of the time. It's 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 covering the football team. It's sure. covering what what your fans want to know about what's going to happen on Sundays. You know, so that's pretty much where my focus has always been. Um, it's disheartening to hear that some of my media colleagues, female media colleagues, had to go through stuff. I can safely say this. Rhiannon Walker is a friend of mine. And I had no idea she was going through this. And I, I, I you know, actually left her a message saying, I wish I had known because I, I probably would have approached somebody about that. And Maurice knows me quite well. Mm-hmm. And he knows I definitely would have gotten to the bottom. Right. Of that. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just sickening to hear that stuff. You know, I've, I've, you know, a daughter and I would hate to think that she's she would have to deal with that you know she's a child but I would hate to think that she would have to deal with that later in life it's just it's just no place for it and it's cowardly if you ask yeah I mean like I mean a lot of people have asked me over the last since all this news is broke I've got quite a lot of messages and even like people that don't know much about football just friends of mine are obviously it's making big news over here over the UK I mean they're they're asking me and I'm obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna put this to yourself as well you know you put your ear to the ground why do you think this has taken so long for these women to come forward I mean a few people have messaged me saying what sort of hold does these people in the Redskins or Washington, whatever you want to call us, what hold must they have had over these women to only come and speak up now? I mean, this, like you said, this this has no place in any, any organisation, in the NFL, in the NBA, anything, any walk of life, this is unacceptable. Why do you think it's taken so long for it? You know, we've only been had like one named person. Obviously, there's 14 other ladies that haven't come forward. Obviously, we've got Emily Applegate that's been quoted. But why do you think this has taken so long for them to come forward? Well, I just think, you know, a, a lot of this, and, and first and foremost, let me say, I, I can't speak for, you know, the, the victims. I can't speak for the women that were subjugated to this nonsense. I, but, but I can say, I just think that the times that we're living in now, the climate that we're living in now, it's emboldened people to speak about wrongs, you know, that have been going on for <laughs> since the beginning of this, this country, basically. And, you know, the, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of things have given the voiceless power now to speak out against unjust things that have happened against them and that are still going on against them. Don't believe for a hot second that this is the only professional outlet that this stuff is happening at. You know, um, this is probably running rampant, which is sickening to think. But, I mean, you know it is somewhere else. We can't be naive about mm-hmm. that. Um, and and I don't want to hear anyone saying the Redskins are being singled out here. And, no, I mean, what they did was terrible. There, There is no such thing as being singled out when you've done something wrong. I mean, you just got caught finally. Yeah. And um, that's, that's the issue here. So, you know – Dan Snyder put out the statement earlier yesterday morning. That statement that he put out was weak as hell. I mean, I didn't care for that at all. And actually, 
you know, I try to stay positive at all times, but that I was offended by the lack of him recognizing those victims first. Um, obviously, he did send a, a, a letter out to every, you know, Redskins, you know, or, or Washington football team staff member and um, just everyone within the organization, which I think is a step in the right direction. But the, the problem I'm having with this, guys, is... I, you know, I own a business and I think I know everything that goes on in my business as far as the people involved in it. Maurice can tell you these things. Yeah. And I, I just, for the life of me, don't, I just can't believe, and I, I'm sorry, I just don't accept that there's no way that he knew stuff that was going on. And this isn't to defame him or anything like that. But but Larry Michael and, and, and a lot of these guys were, they are part of his inner circle. And you're saying that you didn't know any of this stuff was going on for years. I just find that hard to believe. That's hard for me to digest right now. Yeah, I mean, Maurice, obviously, we touched on it with uh, Al Gordy was good enough to come on to the to the last podcast. I mean, I said, you know, I said this to Maurice, uh, to um, Al, um, obviously, and I, we mentioned Larry Michael and like Lake's the same situation. Like these like people like Larry, they're, they're colleagues of him. I mean, Maurice, it, it, I, it staggers me. That like 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 you said there, that Dan Snyder, you know that that statement like like said was as weak as hell. And like I said on the previous podcast, I'll be amazed if he even wrote that one that they put out publicly. You know, I <laughs> right. there's no and way in hell he wrote that. He probably just got some yeah. poor poor interns probably terrified for his job. Like you're putting this statement out, it's like, well, I'm about to release probably the biggest statement that the Redskins have released, albeit the name change aside, and you're just putting this awful effort out for a statement i mean what do you think Maurice? i'm like like i'm finding it so hard to believe that dan snyder didn't have anything in it it didn't have a clue about any of this well i i would agree with lake i think you know when you i mean you i don't think someone like dan snyder who is reported and i'm sure lake can confirm this to have to be very heavy-handed as far as knowing every aspect of the team when it comes to you know, player movement, coaching movement, everything, so on and so forth. So I find it hard to believe that he was not aware of this culture of sexual harassment taking place um, within the team. But the other thing I want to uh, ask Lake to expand upon, you know, your co good colleague, Tony Wiley, who used to be the, the VP of, of PR and communications for the Redskins, left, I guess, what, a year, year and a half ago. And I'm wondering... Uh -huh. Of somebody of, of Tony's caliber, I mean, he was the consummate professional, well-respected within the region and just throughout the NFL for how good of a job he did as far as the communication side for the Redskins. Do you think having a, the departure of someone of that caliber with the Redskins had a lot to do with how feeble of a an, an initial response from Dan Snyder as relates to this, this these uh, allegations of sexual harassment? Well, I, I can't speak for Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can say I have spoken with him right. several times. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we speak frequently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I would just say, you know, sometimes you got to you got to you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. You know, you, you, you understand where I'm going. Yeah. With that. You know, some sometimes sometimes you just you, you know when it's your time right. <laughs> to to do something else. <laughs> and right. um it, it it just again, like I said, you know, I I I feel like I know a lot that goes on in the building, mm -hmm. and I and and you know, but when I'm starting to wake up and and people are are just my phone this week has been literally hot, and when I say hot, I mean literally, I, I, my phone was like I couldn't touch it; it was hot, <laughs> and 
and, and I'm like, you know, this is this is this is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. And then I start seeing stories circulating about, you know, sex trafficking and all mm-hmm. these things. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I would have never in my life dared to even entertain something like that, let alone know it, mm-hmm. you know, and and nothing's come out about that, you know. Thank and I can say this. Thank God, because if that if that were to be true, and if it comes out later that that's true, you're talking about jail time now for people. Yeah. Forget having to, you know, sell yeah. Forget losing job fix. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're we're talking about now. It's time that you know get some numbers across your yeah. you know, and, and 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 rightfully so. But you know that's all speculation at this point, as far as I'm concerned, until something's proven otherwise. Um, you know, I don't even know if this, what's going on right now is really enough to make Dan sell the team. I think a lot of fans would like for him to sell the football team, but I don't know if this is enough because there's no, as of right now, at least publicly, there's no knowledge of him knowing about this and, and all his actions over the last 48 hours seems to try to paint the picture that he didn't know Again, I have a tough time believing that a uh, owner who is very much hands-on, very much hands-on, uh, as far as knowing his product that he's purchased, you know, um, I, I can say with a straight face over the year, over the past several years, we've seen less and less of him uh, from at the facility as far as on the field. And when I say the facility, again, not in the building because we're not in that side, but just as far as on the field, you don't see him as much. Um, you just don't sense his presence as much um, from a visual standpoint. But that doesn't mean that behind the scenes that he's still not running things with an iron fist. Um, I think the fact that Ron Rivera has been in the lead of a lot of the things that they're doing, and he's only been here now, what, four or five months of an offseason, and, and Ron Rivera is the face of the Redskins literally now, and he's – you know, handling everything, even part of the name and logo. Listen, that 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 reeks of something to me. Not saying that Ron Rivera is not capable because he is. He's proven that he's a professional and he's a, a man of class. But for you to bring in a new coach and you want him handling everything and everything and everything, maybe that's a sign that Snyder knew that he needed to get someone of conviction in to change things or it's a sign of still being dysfunctional <laughs> and you got the wrong people doing the wrong things at all times. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you say to the people and what sort of message did it send out that the fact that Dan Snyder didn't come out and face the media or at least take some questions. And he's just like you say, he put out probably one of the worst statements I've ever seen in my life. Um, what message does that now send out to us as fans? You as, you know, you're a fan and a, and a, you know, report, you work there, you know, you're there every day. What sort of message now does that send out from Dan Snyder? I thought it was I thought it was cheap. I thought it cheapened everyone who wants to see this thing get better. And you know, I say this is the perfect time. If okay, if you're not a person that likes to be in front of cameras and and we know that we know that that he's not the most social person, so to speak, you know, as far as publicly. So this is the perfect time, in my opinion, to be able to just do a video message. You don't even have to fill questions from us True. in the media. Yeah. We don't want to be out there right now with COVID True. anyway. You know, so so my thing is, 
You could sit in your house. I mean, do the same thing that Ron Rivera's been doing with us as reporters all offseason. We've been on Zoom conferences with him. The players, Zoom conferences with them. So my thing is, you're telling me that you can't do a Zoom uh, video message? It doesn't even have to be a Zoom conference where you're fielding questions from us. It could just be a a, couple minutes, five minutes tops, where you're just apologizing to the fan base, to the players, to the people within the organization, but more importantly, to the victims of this. That's what I'm talking about. Not like a, you know, three sentence crappy statement. <laughs> that was weak. Yeah, that was uh, that was very weak. And uh, I'd, I'd like to say, you know, over the next week, two weeks, we might see him come out and say nothing. But I've got a feeling, he's, you know, he's probably back on his boat now hiding away and hoping that I I call him an ostrich owner. He just buries his head in the sand. He's just, (laughs) he's just an ostrich. Soon as soon as something like this happens, he'll bury his head in the sand. I mean, moving on a little bit here, guys, uh, obviously it's never a dull moment for us, uh, for us fans and for you, Lake as a fan and a reporter, DJ Swearinger come out last night on Instagram. And um, when I first saw it, I thought it was a mock. I didn't think it was real. So then I quickly logged on and looked at it. DJ come out and said he showed a text conversation between himself and uh, Jay Gruden after the uh, 40-16 loss to the Giants, where DJ gave an interview and basically said, look, don't blame us for the defensive struggles. It's our coaches. Jay Gruden then texted him saying, "Uh, you want to play? Let's effing play. Which DJ basically, you know, he was the bigger man and said, look, if you want to talk to me about this, you talk it, you talk it to my face. Again, it's just, just something else that, you know, brings up the, the culture that's been going around Redskins Park for the last God knows how long, though. I mean, what does, what does that say? It, it says a lot. It just says it's, it's an unpoliced culture. That's, that's probably the best way I can describe it. It's there's, you know, when your owner comes out and says, we have to do better. It's okay. I have no problem with it. You know, I have to do better as a business mm-hmm. owner. I have to be better as a father, as a friend. I mean, we all have to get better every day. That's mm-hmm. that's a fact. But when you say it in ways where it's not to your knowledge of how bad it was, <laughs> that's, that's, that's where you lose me on that. And for DJ to show Jay Gruden if that's indeed legitimate text messaging and I have no reason yeah to he put it he on his he, uh, he, he actually shared he screenshotted it on his Instagram exactly exactly and I saw Jay's name sitting yep. right up there you know if it was a number attached to it I could verify yep. it from, from from what I have <laughs> but I didn't see that so 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 my thing is with with that being said um you know it just goes to show you when you have coaches talking to players like that and vice versa you know you have players going back at coaches and questioning their decision making on the field x's and o's those are things that i can assure you right now i will be willing to put my professional livelihood on this statement um you will not see that with this year's football team <laughs> there there will be no no coming at Ron Rivera like that. Believe Yeah, me you I come don't. at Ron Rivera, you got a better guy and get a tin hat. <laughs> right. And, and actually you really might get some hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, so 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 but the thing is that men respect men. And if you treat a man like a man, he's going to respect you as one. And there's just it's just been no accountability out there. And that's the problem. So when you have those kind of episodes and things popping up and 
Um, you know, you, you have the Trent Williams situation that had happened and, and just the lack of trust with people. Those are, those are the, the perfect symptoms of a combustible dysfunctional situation. And so, so I, I do think that going back to Snyder here, I, I do think that he wants this to get better. But, but again, my only question is, do you want it to get better? Because the, the outfit was caught. Yeah, literally, right. With your pants down, <laughs> you know, are you, is that literally why you want this to get better because it was caught or is it really within you that you want this to get better? And I would like to think it's the latter that it's literally in him to want to get better as an organization, but you got to get better as an owner. You got to get better as a person. You got to get better as just, just the, whatever the new name's going to be. Because the fans deserve better. They deserve better. I deserve better as a media person. You know, it's nothing like saying the ongoing joke is every year right before training camp, something just bunch of nonsense breaks. Mm-hmm. And it's like I spend more time, you know, feeling like I'm I'm, I'm covering a, a soap opera than I am a, a professional sports opera. Yeah, Al Gordy, Al Gordy called can, it like a, a bunch of fifth graders. He said it's like it's like playground mentality in an NFL organization. It it really is, and it just comes to it. I just don't want this. Uh, the fans deserve more than a money grab. You know, everything isn't about money. And I've always said this: How about try winning some games and see how much money you can yeah. make? How, how about, about getting that? to the playoffs you know, you and win- maybe uh, seeing how much money you can make? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a reason why you know some small market teams are up in the top ten as far as making money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Pittsburgh's a small market team, no matter how you cut it. Green Bay's a small market team. But for those those franchises to have, you know, value, it's because they yep. win. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you, you know, you don't have to win a Super Bowl every year. Green Bay won has won one in what, forty oh, yes, years. But like the that. point but the but the but the point is they don't just always march out, you know, the drive every every year. I mean, I'm sure Green Bay fans would say, hey, listen, man, my granddad used to talk about that. But that we want new memories. And, and that's what I hope Washington, you know, the football team does going forward. Let's create some new memories. But these memories shouldn't just be talking about the past. You know, it should be talking about the fact that you've got some talented young football players on this team that if – led properly, which I think they will from a coaching standpoint now. Um, but if they see what's going on upstairs as a whole, it's, it's just like you guys know this yourselves. If you in your house growing up knew that you were, you know, starring at something and you're doing well, but you see, you know, dysfunction from a parent or parents or, you know, relatives all around you, it, it, it kind of will make you feel that way mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, like what is your worth here? And I think that a lot of these players, they're coming from powerhouse colleges where they didn't lose games. I remember John Allen was saying he lost in his first five, six games as a risk and all the games he ever lost at Alabama and back in high school, you yeah. know? So, so, you know, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going off here, but it's just, you're the guest. Like, stuff go for it. I apologize. It just bothers me so much, though, because I know a lot of those young men in that locker room want to win. They want to win, and they they want to win desperately. And 
they you go out and you get yourself a coach that I I was really happy that they could bring in a, a Ron Rivera because you knew you were bringing a character guy in, um, two time you know former coach of the year so he can coach too you know we know that, um, and he needed this he wanted this he he wants to vindicate himself from the way things ended in Carolina so you had the perfect storm brewing for young guys that want to win and a coach that wants to kind of stick it to people to show that he can be a great coach again. Um, but now you have this now, this turmoil, you you just hope that everything's sincere, that the organization wants to go in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, like some amazing points there and literally like just hearing you speak about that, like, you obviously, you know, a lot of the players in the organization, just hearing you say that these guys want to win that even me just as I'm just a fan over here, as Maurice is, as you are, it gives us hope. You know what I mean? Just that these boys do want to win and hopefully under Ron Rivera, uh, we'll do that. I mean, speaking of uh, Mr. Rivera himself, I mean, Alec, I saw you tweeted this out this morning as well about the uh, interview that he did with the Charlotte Observer. Um, he, he that it was put out there this morning. He come out and basically said that he had no idea about the toxic uh, culture and the workplace, the misconduct that's gone inside uh, our organisation. However, he has no regrets about taking the job. I mean, Lake, uh, really briefly, because I know your time's very precious this morning. I mean, do you think, had he had any inkling? I mean, Dan Snyder must have known about this when he interviewed Ron Rivera. Um, do you think if Rivera had no, had any inkling about this, he would have taken the job as head coach of the Washington Redskins? I mean, again, I can't speak for him, but I, I, I just would have a hard time believing he would. Yeah. I mean, just, just being, being honest, I, I would have, I know most decent people would not want to be around something like that because you're talking about staining, not just your own legacy and your own name, but your family's name. And, and that's a stench that you can't shake, you know? So, so he's in a, in my opinion, though, He's in a a win-win situation now because now he's able to use his his voice more so than maybe if had he gone to a Dallas or you know another another team that was ready to win from day one and you know where put it like this if he didn't win in setups that were already tailor made to win then you start to question his coaching mm-hmm. and he, he may get you know be on hot seat real quick but. This whole situation now buys him some time, too, in the whole process, because he's being asked to do more than just coach. <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> yeah. asked to be the face and bring some positive, positive life, you know, to the outfit. So I think this is now turned into a win-win situation for him. Not, not that you, you, you know, you capitalize off people's misery. That, I hope that's not the, the way I'm conveying it. I'm just, you know, I just say that now he can coach and now he can have a, a, a true you know, some power in the building, not not dictator type power, but just power. We have some say in maybe who he wants to draft, how he wants to go about it. But the, but to mold the outfit the way he wants to see it, um, I, I'm sure maybe now as we talk about it, maybe now he doesn't have any regrets because he's probably getting a little bit more than what he bargained for. Yeah, most I mean, Maurice, have we still got you? I wasn't sure if you dropped out there. I think he might have. We're trying to get him back. Like, just finishing up with you, my friend. I really appreciate your time uh, on the podcast today. What do you want to see from the 2020 um, Washington football team? Until we get a name, I've been asking all the guests, what's your hopes for the forthcoming season from on the football side of things? 
to be to to be blunt with you, my friend. Andy, I want to see a season. Bro. Yeah, that's, I've had this argument with many people. I'm like, I'm, I spoke to Doc Walker on the podcast and he was like, nope, we're not getting a season. He's adamant it ain't happening. No, nah, I don't think it is either. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty certain that there will be no football season this year. And uh, Like a little bit it. of my heart just broke uh, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I think, I think we'll get a preseason game, maybe even get two yeah. of them. But then you'll start to see what happens because you had those games. And I just... It's hard for me. You see a lot of college, you know, conferences shutting down their fall sports. Listen, I know this is professional football. It's a, it's my livelihood. It's, uh, you know, it, it's it's huge for the country. I mean, you know, fans need this. I get it. But but the last thing you want to see is your team trotted out there and a position group's been wiped out because of, COVID, yep. you know, we're maybe – your starting quarterback is out for a couple games and you're losing. And then you you start hearing the grumblings. Oh, well, it's because, you know, our best players are not on the yep. field. People don't want to see that. They I'd rather not see anybody on the field. If you don't see the true and real product out on the field, if we do have a season, what I would like to see from an X's and O's standpoint, is just seeing these young guys competing and, and being true professionals, um, I, I think we saw a lot of great young character guys last year in that locker room develop. And you just want to see their their maturation continue. And 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 you want to see, you know, Washington taking the proper steps that you can see on a weekly basis. Like, you know, these guys are not too far from really being able to compete at a high level. Yeah, let's hope you're right, Lake. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much like you, my friend. I, I can't see there being a football season as much as it as it kills me to say that. I love watching my Redskins, Washington, whatever we're called. I love watching us play. But, Lake, I'm, listen, I'm really grateful for your time today on the podcast. I'm a big admirer of your work. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy. And uh, hopefully, hopefully things improve and your phone is hot for the right reason, shall we say. Yeah, it's going to be hot today because I'm about to head on out, uh, you know, go, get out on the beach, you know, a private beach. So um, it'll be hot yeah. just from being in the sun. But <laughs> but other than that, though, I, I definitely appreciate, Andy, you guys having me on, Maurice. You know, anytime you want me back on. Just uh, like, hopefully when we do get football back on, my friend, you uh, we'll catch up and we'll, we'll just talk about football. I'd love to just uh, talk to you for a good half hour on pure football, my friend, and all your experiences, everything involved in football. But, Lake, thanks so much, my friend, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care take now. Take care now. Thank you.